What is good, everybody, and welcome to the first episode of the Nostalgia Plus Ultra podcast. Uh, my name is Nostalgia. Uh, if you've seen me on the Anime After Dark hashtag, uh, that's the name I go by, Nostalgia Plus Ultra. Um, and joining me is the man, the myth, the legend, Stone Zotion, aka Zoe, aka As Told by Zoe. This man it goes by many names. <laughs> What's good, bro? What's up, bro? I'm excited. I'm excited. As of recording this, Stone Ocean is out. I haven't seen anything of it yet. So, but my Wait, thing is, I'm hype. My thing is, are you going to change your Twitter name now that Stone Ocean's out? Because that's what you said you were going to do. I don't know what to change it to. I mean, you got to think of something. But well, I mean, I guess depending on what's coming out, like next, that you want to like, I guess, count down for if you really want to look at it like that. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta. For now, I like it. I like Stone's Ocean. Maybe I'll put Zozo's Bizarre Adventure. That would be fire. That would be a banger, actually. <laughs> that would yeah. be a banger, actually. Um, so, yeah, welcome to the podcast. First episode, third time's the charm, actually, because we tried it once, <laughs> tried it a second time. Earlier this, like, earlier, like, last week, didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's, like, our first time really getting into things. So I really... I hope this one actually works out because if it doesn't, I, I'm really upset. I'm not even going to hold you. Um, so speaking of that Anime After Dark Clubhouse, right? Mm-hmm. Um, as the time of recording this, they just had their episode last night. And I know I had talked to you about it. And again, probably one of the like the coolest experiences, like the coolest like things I've felt in a long time as far as just like a community of like people who just really like something. Like with... I, obviously, like I've played sports my whole life, so being in a community full of athletes that talk about sports, it gets kind of outdated and kind of like, eh, like kind of gets kind of boring after a while. But especially in the job I'm in too, with like I just work in sports all day, so that's all we talk about. But like being in a space where just like a bunch of people just talking about anime or just other shit in general, and it's like so cool to see like that. And they're so funny. Like I, I was in tears half the time. I think this most recent episode was them talking about. Um, like their like best moments from the like them doing these clubhouses over the past year or whatever, and even though I haven't I've only been in there a total of four times, like it's just really funny. Honestly, yeah. a lot of stuff going on in there. It's really really funny. I just downloaded Clubhouse, so I think I'll I'll, I'll peek in next next week. Yeah, I don't. I mean, they're they're so cool, and I'm so like I did. I think I told you last night too. I did. Like a actually like joined in and started talking on a different like clubhouse like space or whatever, um, with two of the mods from that anime after dark clubhouse, Bam and Panda, two really dope people. Um, if I ever get a chance to like meet them in person, that'd be like really cool. But like yeah. just in, with all these people in general, and we were talk they were talking about like anime origins and all that stuff, and I kind of was thinking, so I, I raised my hand, joined in there, and I started uh, like I started talking about like my anime origin. And I kind of got across, um, like my na- like our name, like the name how the how it came up, and like what I use the name for, and what it means, yeah. because I remember one of the moderators, not one of them, but one of the moderators asked, like, "What is that?" Like they thought it was, they thought the Abby was cool, they thought the name was dope, but they just didn't really yeah, know yeah. like what it is. So, I guess this this is like the first episode, really trying to get to know us or whatever. I think it's like important we kind of go over it, basically. Yeah. So. Nostalgia plus Ultra, just as a, as its base, right? So when I started like really getting into anime, I tried to pull you along with me, 
and you slowly but surely are getting into it. You're a big like My Hero Academia guy. Yeah, um, yeah. 2021 so I, was the opening. The opening of it. So I mean, you're like, you're you're slowly but surely getting in there. But My Hero Academia was like the main one for you. And mm -hmm. I remember around that time too, uh, Frank Ocean's album Nostalgia Ultra had just posted on a certain streaming service. People were putting, people were like ripping it off of. Um, I don't know, and putting it on SoundCloud. Some people had it on Spinrilla, but like, I had it for a while and I was listening to it back and it's like really, it's one of my favorite albums ever. Yeah. And so I remember thinking like, why has nobody put those two and two together? Like, no, I, like nobody, I haven't seen anybody's name, Nostalgia, comma, plus Ultra before, because that's like a really dope idea. Yeah. And I'm bringing that to you and like, you were like, oh, it's so, it's so dope. And then we kind of figured out how to go from there. But, um, I doing more deep research into it and like figure out like how I want the name Nostalgia Plus Ultra to work and like what it stands for. Basically, like I did some more research on it. So Plus Ultra is actually not Japanese. Like I know for as much as the people in my academia say it, it's not Japanese. Yeah. It's actually yeah. Spanish, but not Cuban Spanish, yeah. <laughs> not Cuban yeah. Spanish. Proper it's Spanish. Proper traditional fundamental Spanish. And yeah. it basically just means like further beyond. Like it's, it's literally like how they use it in My Hero is exactly how it's used like legitimately. So like plus ultra means like further beyond in Spanish. Mm -hmm. And so I remember, and then I kind of looked back through like how Frank Ocean was talking about the album uh, Nostalgia Ultra. And basically like the feeling of like having that, those past experiences wanting to go back there, but always still looking towards the present basically. And so like, I think that was like the coolest thing. So like, I kind of want the, the name to be associated with like taking like the stuff that kind of defines us, the past stuff that we sometimes reminisce and go back to, like how we reminisce about stuff in college all the time, about certain yeah. experiences that happened to us. But, and those like definitely make us and like show who we are, but they're not like, like we're always looking forward to next, to the next thing, to the next thing we're trying to do. So I think, using those past experiences, using all that stuff, those fun times can like lead to something else. And I think that's what I want Nostalgia Plus Ultra to look like basically. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. I really, I really like the, the, the meaning, the idea behind it. I think it's very uh, creative, very thoughtful, very clever. Yeah. And I mean, so how I think the, the podcast versus other content goes like for anybody listening. So the pod, this podcast probably just like, we're not, I'm not trying to pigeonhole anything into being uh, strictly anime only because I understand that like for, for me, like I'm the bigger like anime type personality that's on yeah. between the two of us. Yeah. You're more so the, like the video game and other stuff like that. So, but big also gamer. like big, big gamer hours, big <laughs> gamer hours. But uh, so that's basically how our dynamic works. So I think like having that, so having multiple topics to talk about is very essential. So like, as far as the podcast goes, I really want us to be more, I guess, like talking about more current things like anime I'm watching and, or manga I'm reading currently, music we're both listening to, and then like certain topics on video games that we um, enjoy or thinking of, about playing and stuff. And then the YouTube channel stuff, like I definitely want to kind of dip into that nostalgia type of stuff. So we're like, we're talking about older things, like that kind of pick those little parts of your brain that kind of like that nostalgia kind of thing where you kind of feel like, oh, I remember that. I remember the feeling 
that I got from these certain things. So like when it comes to music, when it comes to video games, when it comes to anime, like that kind of stuff is what I want to do as far as the YouTube channel goes, basically. Yeah, and I'm excited to start up on the channel with you. I have a few ideas already lined up. Uh, I think I'm going to record one this weekend, and yeah, it's it's exciting. It's... Yeah, man, which, uh, I mean, I definitely want to get to a point where, like, it's, like, there's something we're kind of pumping out and, like, actually enjoy doing. I feel like the minute it becomes, like, a job or we feel like we're kind of bogged down by it, I, I really don't want to do it anymore. So I think I want, really want to keep it to the point where, like, we're having fun with it. Because at the end of the day, like, like I'm, I'm still in, I'm in grad school. I have a, like, I have a job. I've, I work in, in, in athletic communication. So like I'm game days, other stuff like that, a lot of long hours. So I don't really have too much time to put into this, even though I really want to. Right. And then you've yeah. got your other stuff going on with you too. So like, yeah. it's definitely one of those things where we just kind of keep it fun, keep it light and just not really try to like do anything crazy with it. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I feel like if we keep it fun, keep it light, like you said, I think that that'll translate into the podcast, into the videos, and I think people will appreciate that. Yeah. So, I mean, also, yeah, shout out to the Anime After Dark Clubhouse hashtag, man. Y'all have, like, really inspired me. And then uh, to kind of get some stuff together, get stuff rolling, to see, like, the community y'all have brought together is so cool. And, like, because it's people that don't even, like, don't even live in the same area for the most part. You got people that are on like the from the Blanime podcast to the Worst Generation podcast to Analytical, like a lot of them live in different areas. Like some people in Chicago, Mississippi, New York, right? Like I, I'm from, I live in West Palm Beach now. You're from Miami. I'm from Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? It's just like yeah. things where like everybody can really join in and everybody can eat, everybody support each other. And I think that's so cool. So um, definitely shout out to them for definitely inspiring me to like get this shit rolling. So I really appreciate them for real. Um, so kicking off the podcast with our first topic, it's probably everybody's first topic coming out of the next past month or coming into this next month, which has to do with the live action Cowboy Bebop remake. Oh, geez. <laughs> and I feel bad because like everybody's made, given their two cents, given their like whole thing and everybody kind of, everybody's like shitting on it. It makes sense. The, the, it's not that good. Right. Yeah. To me at least. But my thing is and what i kind of wanted to do with my I guess review was talk about like how it's compared to other western live ad live action adaptations because i feel it's the best one even though it's not good i feel it's sure. the best one sure right so but you have a different you have a different uh take on the live action one so i'm gonna let you give your take on which one you on what you think is the best western live action adaptation the best Western live action adaptation of an anime is the Wachowskis Speed Racer. I forgot what year it came out, but it's so fucking stupid and they know it's stupid. Everyone so knows that this is the dumbest movie that they're ever going to make in their entire career. And Don't I think that's I think that's what makes it kind of charming in a way it has a certain charm i think you were you were watching it the other day and you texted me you were like oh this looks like like spy kids look, but I it looks like it looks like spy kids on acid and that's saying something because spy spy kids is a ride yeah like that's but saying i think they, spy, spy kids had the thumb the thumb guys 
Yeah. And I'm saying it's Speed Racer is like a Spy Kids movie on acid. That's just wild. And I think they knew that when they were making it. Like, I, I think I told you once before, like, John Goodman is trying to be a dad, and he knows, like, there's a fucking monkey in this scene. Like, this is the dumbest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> he's a well-trained monkey, though, because he really had, like, some some scenes where he's, like, kind of solo with him and, um, what's the kid's name? Oh, my God. I oh, forgot I the kid's name. So, yeah, I forgot the kid's name. But the, the scenes where it's those two, like... I guess that like the monkey is well trained enough to just be able to have like its own movements and like its own stuff where you can put the camera yeah. on it. So I did think that was dope. Okay, so basically, my review of uh, Cowboy Bebop live action. Okay, it's okay. It's not good. Sure. It's but it's not terrible either. And here's the my thing. Like when it comes to like I guess remaking or like doing an adaptation of something. Right. When, when it comes to that kind of stuff, it's better to do something different and have it be bad than to do something the same and have it just feel hollow. Right. So I kind of okay. so I kind of think about Cowboy Bebop live action versus Ghost in the Shell live action. Right. So you have in the Ghost in the Shell. So like when, when it comes to the characters, right, the adaptation, yeah. all the characters in the in Cowboy Bebop live action are fitting. For as much as y'all bozos out there that don't like it, Jet Black is actually a black male. Okay, he's yeah. actually a black guy. So, yeah. so you have uh, Shakir, um, Mustafa Shakir, kill it in as his role in Jet. In, in Jet, you have John, uh, John Cho, right? John Cho, right? You have him as, a, as an Asian male depicting Spike and actually killing it in his role too. I actually like him yeah. as Spike. So, yeah, same. I will say I don't like, I'll get back to this character, these two characters in a minute, but I will get back, uh, but Vicious and Faye's character, right? Vicious's character, whoever got, like, the guy got, like, whose cast is Vicious, t- trash. But the girl who played Faye does the rendition of Faye a lot, like, does it justice. Like, she did a, she did a good job with that stuff. Yeah. They just, they just gave her some really bad lines. Okay, so I'll come back to that in a second, but... Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to Ghost in the Shell, you have, you know, multicultural POC icon Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> <laughs> you, have the, you have the greatest minority actor of all time in ScarJo. Uh, <laughs> uh, basically playing, like, supposed to be, I guess, supposedly like an, uh, an Asian lady in a Neo-Tokyo type setting. <clears throat> and they try to do the same story beats and the same storyline as Ghost in the Shell at the original movie. But it's not the same. They do the exact same stuff, but it just doesn't hit. It just feels yeah. really hollow. Yeah. With Kawa Bebop, they just they change it, and like they change certain things, right? They have a sure. storyline. Every once in a while, I have like renditions of episodes that have come from the original that don't really seem as good. Like the first episode is like the first episode of Cowboy Bebop. I thought it was dope, but just feels like a very hollow version of it. But then whenever they did something different. I could kind of separate it, and it did. It wasn't terrible. Yeah, I, I agree. It's not horrific. It's not like the worst thing I've ever seen. It's just it hits different because I am under the category of like, a, the original anime is one of my favorite anime. It's very important, and um, just watching this is painful because it's so different. But, uh, yeah, I can't argue. It's like, I thought John Cho was a great casting. Uh, Must- uh, Mustafa Shakir is is great casting. They they really 
embody what it means to be Spike and Jet. Um, yeah, the actress who plays Faye, she's not a bad actress by any means. She's not a bad actress. It's just they wrote her character a little different, and maybe, maybe they thought it was appropriate. Maybe you know they thought, oh, Faye is just like a a, a sexy character. That's all she is in the anime, and so they decided to write her differently. And the writing didn't really come through. And then I I think the worst part of it was uh, vicious. Um, again, maybe the he actor so bad, dude. I know. Anytime I know. he was on screen, I just felt pain. Like he's I, such a oh my god. And that, and here's the problem. You said every time he's on screen, you feel pain, and they decided to ha- give him more screen time to flesh his character out. Why and give it was him like, and Lisa? Why give him and Lisa side B plot stories? That yeah, doesn't make I any don't. sense. Vicious does not need did not need to be a prevalent. He's not a prevalent part in the original. Like I mean, yeah. obviously he's part of like Spike's backstory, and Lisa is too. I get that, right? But Vicious didn't have that much screen time. But every time he was on screen, it like was it was key. Like he was like a part of Spike's past. They yeah. gave Vicious a whole storyline. First off, they made the the syndicate like the Yakuza type. They made them all white men, which I thought was the dumbest shit ever. But, um, <laughs> but he they gave him like daddy issues within the yacht within like the syndicate. Yeah. And that's a whole story too, where you had to like. Yeah. And then, I, I guess I mean I don't know who's gonna watch it, so I mean I really don't care spoiling it that much. When Lisa becomes like a the main villain. Yeah, I come on, come on. I didn't like that. I didn't like that either. Come on. And why? What I was gonna say earlier was like. Maybe the guy who played Vicious isn't a bad actor. Like I don't know if I've seen I don't know if he's done other stuff, if I haven't seen it yet. It's just they they changed his character too. And I think changing Vicious's character is more it's more of a crime than changing Faye's character. Because like yes. in the original in the original Vicious is like his name is Vicious, but whenever you see him, he's like quiet and he's like mysterious and he's like this very low-key kind of like a yakuza like actually but in this one it's like he was like he had like anger issues and he was like yelling a lot it was weird yeah he just didn't fit the bill so like when like yeah i can somewhat excuse faith's character i know originally when i was first watching i got really pissed but Mm. like over time i will say like giving when when they describe Faye's backstory, like her having this, like they kind of portray it, like how Faye acts now is like a defense of, defense mechanism now for how she was treated. Cause yeah. you know, like with her backstory and how she got exploited and scammed and stuff like that. So I feel like now it's like, they used it to where it's like, oh, she like has that as like a, as a guard. Like she's like super like brazen and brash because of all this shit that's happened to her. But I thought so I think I think in that regard, like I can forgive her character in a way for how they for how they kind of portrayed her. They just gave her some really terrible lines. Right? They gave her some really Yeah. So like they what they tried to do, like I don't know, like I guess the dialogue and how it worked was like they made everything seem really like cheesy. They gave everybody really cheesy yeah. lines when they especially when they're interacting with each other. They were trying too hard to be funny, right? But the thing is, I don't. I think what made like certain parts of the original funny is just the fact that they're like of their personalities and they weren't really trying too hard to like 
the 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 dialogue just kind of flowed naturally with everybody's character. Like they're just like they were trying so hard to force people to be like, haha, that's funny, quirky characters go. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Quirky, quirky characters say this to each other, right? It seemed more like a buddy cop type uh, deal than like than like a serious thing where like they're just they're having this kind of banter back and forth. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I I did find they changed Whitney's uh, gender. Yeah, uh, so like Faye's backstory is different, kind of. It's like but she didn't I get, think she, I think the way they did it was like kind of well <laughs> executed. I liked that instead of being this guy who like took her under his wing and then like screwed her over, it's like this woman who took takes her under her wing screws her over and then becomes like a motherly figure yeah i th I did think that was like interesting i will say like yeah. i was I, I mean i thought it was pretty like interesting how they did that so again again like i'm i'm saying it's just one of those things where if they try new stuff and it fails i'd much rather have that than them like make new like like take the original like every story beat because well it really isn't like that much of a story beat because like they're all yeah. some of the I guess the bounties that they go on the original are all like separate stories, right? Yeah. And I thought that, and I think that's what made it like so good in the original because, like, there's no serious definitive storyline. Yes, there's Spike's backstory and him trying to come to terms with that, but that happens like they really just like ramped up the plot towards the end, and they were just like, okay, well, like Spike's been battling this for a while. Let's make sure we kind of flesh that part out, but. Like they made like from the very beginning of the live action remake, they were like, okay, let's just have a legit story. And I think like that was like one of those things where, I mean, I don't know, you could you could say like you could say, oh, I mean, for American audiences, it makes sense. Like for anime fans, you know, we we're used to like the the slice of life where it's like a different su sustained story every time. Or like you know, what I'm saying it's sure. like not yeah. no su super like concrete definitive storyline. But like I guess American television watchers probably aren't gonna really like that that much. So I get it, but at the same time, it's kind of you know what I'm saying. I wish they would yeah. have more of those where they're just doing a where they're just doing a bounty and can just like have this kind of storyline about the bounty, basically. Yeah, I and I have this opinion, and I also saw it in the mother's basement video on the um on the remake. Um, yeah, it was a great video. They like they both overuse and underuse Gren. Yeah, okay. Gren for their character, because I want to make yeah. sure I'm legitimately like I'm gendering them yeah. the right way. Yeah. Uh for their character, I think making them non-binary was, you know, pretty smart considering like the original Gren in the story. I get it, right? Yeah. But making them uh making them the uh the like assistant of that like one motherly figure from spike like, in the show i forgot and... yeah okay i didn't really like that that much and i guess yeah. so i guess I, I i read some stuff apparently they're making grand like a more prominent character in the second season when it comes out so yeah. they just so they just like threw a bunch of plot in that episode involving grand to make it yeah to, so like it just didn't make sense <laughs> it and that make that's sense. And that's what it felt like. Like, I I guarantee you, 
people who watched it who happened to be non-binary they felt represented they probably felt great about it and i think the actor who plays gren is a fan of cowboy bebop like right. of the original so they were excited to be playing this character in in such a in such a way where like because in the og i think mother's basement talks about it in the og like there wasn't really a word for it but you know gren was dealing with uh their sexuality because of all the experiments the they did on them right so so yeah it, it's it's much more modern that they finally put a name like they are nine non-binary and that's great but it just felt like they just tacked them on afterwards as the token uh lgbtq character basically sure and you know I'm, it was like I i'm mean, excited to see how they flesh grin <clears throat> out honestly because like you said the the stuff they did differently even if it failed i'd rather see that and i think the stuff they did different i think they had some pretty good ideas yeah so i so like what, what's funny is i say that statement about like them <laughs> changing stuff up and being uh and it being and not hitting i take that i'm not giving any excuse to um dragon ball evolution because they did change some stuff up and make it different <laughs> but that <laughs> that movie is so bad it's so oh bad my god same thing with the I, Death Note. Same thing with Death Note. Dragon Ball Evolution and the Death Note live action are so bad. I think I would take the Death Note one before I take uh, Dragon Ball Evolution. Oh, 110%. There is no reason why, why Goku is a fucking high schooler in America. Still, na still named Goku. Oh, my. It's just... Could you imagine a white dude walking up with you in school? What's up? My name's Goku. <laughs> I would be like, okay, I know what table and lunch you're sitting at. Like, Jesus. holy shit. <laughs> oh, man. That's, and then that's there's the, the obligatory mid to late 2000s bully fight scene where the bully's like at a party and it's like, I'm going to kick your ass. And then he like has his powers. So he's like, you know, yeah, doing I, all that. I, I will say like him... The action direction in that is not bad, <laughs> sure. because yeah, and, and like the the concept of it wasn't bad either. Because like he's like I don't want to like legit fight these people because uh, Gohan said not to yada yada yada. So he like actually like beats them up by not sure. hitting them by just evading yeah. all their attacks and like making them hit each other. So it wasn't wasn't terrible. I just think it was just really funny how they also they made Chi Chi the main like I guess love interest in the in there and like. It was yeah. like a whole making Chi Chi was making it Chi Chi was weird, and then having Bulma be this, having changing Bulma like they changed Faye. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, and I was like, "What are you doing?" Bul yeah, I you just unlocked it in my mind. That's right. Chi Chi was the love interest, and Bulma was like the the weird girl that came out of nowhere. Yeah, and. Bulma and Bulma is like really they only really use Bulma whenever they needed to figure out where the Dragon Balls are because you know she had that little thing yeah she had like she was rolling around with a little like Dragon Ball detector so every time like she was on screen it was always like her flipping it out and going where are the Dragon Balls at because <laughs> she didn't really have that much of a that much of a uh 
not much of like a real like legit screen presence, I guess. You know they they made a two D fighter based on the movie. Did they really? And it looks like like kind of old school Mortal Kombat. So it looks like them. It's like <laughs> it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Uh uh-uh. uh. No word. I need to look that up because that's wild. <laughs> that's stupid. That's actually stupid. Where's the laugh oh track God. on this thing? <laughs> right. It's. Uh, I think I'm saying I'm the host. I can do the media, but I think <laughs> I'm not. I'm not putting a laugh track on that. But uh, <laughs> but okay. So back to Speed Racer. Okay, I still think. Okay. I still. I still think. Cowboy um, Bebop live action is better than Speed Racer. I will say this though, aesthetically, like and like visually, like visually aesthetic, visual aesthetics, right? Mm-hmm. I will say Speed Racer does a really good job because they really just said fuck it. We're just yeah. gonna throw everything out. My only issue is the fact that they did like the fucking masking transition for every single <laughs> scene. Like it's literally like a guy talking and like as he's moving across the screen, like it's like he they mask him. Yeah. So like as he moves, like the next scene's like opening up. Yeah. They do that for every single transition. So there's that. There's one. Two, uh two, they uh they are they're, like it's they didn't even edit it well enough to where you can where you can't tell it's behind a green screen like you could obviously tell that half of those no not even half 75 percent of those scenes shit not even 75 85 to 90 percent of those scenes are behind a green screen 100 percent yeah you can, it was like you can a, easily tell the movie came out in 2008 i mean give, a, but, give them a, oh my god christina ritchie was in this movie oh my god oh my god who played Who played Speed? Because I haven't seen him in anything. Emil Hirsch. No, he's been he's been in a lot. He what has he on, been in? He actually played Roman Polanski in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, because I haven't seen it yet. I need to watch that. Ooh, that's a good movie. I haven't seen that. I need to watch it. It was, you know, like I think when it came out, it was on like the, you know, how you could jailbreak your fire stick. So one of my coworkers did on a trip, and we were gonna watch it, but the quality was absolutely terrible. It's like, you know, it's like one of those niggas that have like the the camera in the oh back of the theater, <laughs> and like somebody's like walking past. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's it was a really bad. So like, I didn't I didn't watch it, but I need to. I, it it's like on is it on streaming services? It's it should be, right? be on at least HBO Max. I'll probably check it out, but that's that's where I found the Speed Racer movie at. Yeah. So it's it's on there. So, but um, when you were talking about like the end race, where like where he like pops the the car and he's like spinning and the checkers yeah. are spinning, that's actually fire. That's actually I told dope. You, it never left my mind. My that's mind the is the dopest 20, shit ever. Twenty four seven, the checkered pattern spinning. It's in my mind. Like I think. Visually, how they did the races, like to oh, yeah, be, like the act, like action cartoony, not like yeah. not cart not cartoony, but like cartoony to the point where like it's very action based. Like mm-hmm. with you have like the like the people that have like modifications to their car. Like obviously that's a part of Speed Racer, right? Yeah. People having the little like the like people are cheating with the guns and the little and the oil spills and shit like that. They have those in there and they look pretty good, like for Spy Kids standards. But that's you know. To each his own. 
to each zone. Yeah. But um, you have like um, shit, there's a mat in here. Uh, like the that like the part where like you have like all like the cool effects and colors. Also, re real quick, I understand like. <laughs> sorry, I'm going on a date. I, I, I real quick, okay. The death toll. In that movie. <laughs> oh, it's it's incredible how many people the fucking death explode. But it's like they I guess like the, the security measures that they don't explain are when you yeah. crash, you like turn into this little bubble that like floats away. Yeah. Did you ever notice that? Yeah, like yeah. Like how yeah. like when you crash, like you're I guess the per the driver like gets consumed this little like but like safety bubble and just like floats off the wherever. But like I was like, that's they gotta explain that because niggas is dying. It's like <laughs> niggas is dying. It's like when you fall off of Rainbow Road and Lakitu just picks you up. Right, that's literally what it is. <laughs> I never. That's funny. That's really funny, actually. But like, the death toll is high because niggas be exploding. Like yeah. it's so yeah. So he so speed hooks both racers, flings them forward. They both. Are essentially dead because they explode, and then he like flip. Yeah, then he like like pops the little the little suspension thing, and he starts does a turning. Flip. Basically, there's a car version of a kickflip, and the the red and white checkers are like spinning. It's like he's going forward, but it looks like they're spinning. That's the dopest yeah. shit ever. That's yeah, so dope. super super cool. Does it? <laughs> I will say that. Does it? Is his car named the Mach Five or the Mach Six at the end? So they they. So the the iconic car is the Mach Five yeah. from the original. I think they make a Mach Six in this movie. Yeah, that's insane. I guess like they introduced that for the for the actual like guess movie to make it more cool to add to the story. Also, yeah. the the movie should not have been two hours long. That movie. I agree. <laughs> that movie should not have been two hours long. Yeah, they it's really one had of those a, movies where it should just like come race go. That's it. Right or like. I mean, I guess, like, having a story like, oh, like, you're going to re realize that all racing's fixed and, like, you got to battle through that kind of adversity. Yeah, I get that. But you could have done that in an hour 45, hour 30. The way, you didn't have to do <laughs> two the hours way 15 minutes. Aaron from Game Grumps explains it, because apparently it's his favorite movie. He says, he says <laughs> no it's a movie about an artist trying to break out of the confines and make his own art his way that's what he says it's about okay okay i guess if you want to i guess you want to do it that way you can but also dan tells him he's an idiot and that the movie sucks <laughs> the movie doesn't suck i just don't think it's like i don't think it's like the best western adaptation i will say alita battle angel is kind of up there too but even though it's, that's a manga adaptation not an anime sure um it's definitely like a an action movie, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like everybody can go watch and 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 like generally enjoy. You know what I'm saying? It's a solid like six and a half, seven out of ten. And to bring it full circle, that movie was Robert Rodriguez who did Spy Kids. Oh my what? Yeah. Al Alita or Speed Racer? Alita. Oh, okay, I'm about to say. Yeah, I <laughs> I was about to say, like, if he did Speed Racer, that just comes full circle because Speed Racer is literally just an alternate universe version of Spy Kids. Definitely. Um, <laughs> it definitely looks like the Spy Kids 3D races. Yeah. When they're in the video game and they have, like, the fucking, like, 
big one wheel motorcycles. Dude, I can't. I can't. Um, <laughs> moving on. So Netflix, man, has been dropping heat for yeah. animated shows. So I don't know if you watched Super Crooks yet, but both of us did watch Arcane. And mm -hmm. I don't think I could watch any other CG animated thing ever after watching Arcane. Because they did it so well. So, so such a like well-written show and it just looks beautiful like i really like this trend that i think started with spider-verse of these 3d animated shows movies like just everything's 3d animated but they have a specific art style that makes it look sometimes 2d so it, it, it makes it their own it's not just the cookie cutter pixar dreamworks visuals it's very interesting. It's very dude. The what like blew my mind in Arcane is like just the set design and the lighting in some of the scenes. Like it, towards the end of the series, when Jinx is on like at the table, I'm not gonna say why or where or who she's on the you know what what's happening, but like yeah, it's it's just so dark and and gringy and and, and grummy. And then you go to Piltover, and it's nice, it's clean. Like, I don't know, the the show's beautiful, and I I, I liked it a lot. Yeah, even if you don't like League of Legends or haven't played it at all, like it's still a great show. Like, I know you have friends that like actually play League, um, that say it's really good. Like, I've yeah. never touched any kind of game like that. Like, I remember like in college we used to have teams. Uh, some of our friends, like Nick, used to play Dota. I remember Nick used to play Dota. A yeah. lot, and then like they used to play league a little bit, but like they probably they probably fuck with it, right? And then like I've never even touched those games before in my life, but watching something like that, like and like understanding the lore behind it, because I remember you were telling me about some of it, like it's just really cool, and I'm I'm yeah. really excited to see like what they do with it, like as far as that second season, because you know like certain characters, like my favorite character Echo, you know. I, th I think he's going to be really dope. Honestly, Hell it's yeah. funny because I really, like, when I first watched it, I really thought, I was like, man, this man Echo an op. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Echo was an op at first. He was a little man, kid. I was like, this man snitching on everybody. That's crazy. But uh, obviously, he's, like, my favorite character. And his design is, like, phenomenal. For real. Every black character design in there is just chef's kiss. Mel's yeah. design, great. I forgot. I forgot the bald the bald lady's name. I forgot her yeah, name, but she I don't her know. look is super dope. Super, I love like the the ticking neck thing. Yeah, like it's it's still moving. Yeah, and then like yeah, so Mel, her Echo, and then they do one thing I did enjoy about it was the fact that like it, they just like had people as certain races and didn't make it like a whole thing. Like you yeah. have like these black characters, and you have uh, Jace, who's like half hispanic you have uh caitlin who's like half asian and you have like uh you have the fucking the dude that's a yacht basically looks like a yakuza member with like the gold the gold dude. jaw the tats the hair and even speaks like sign he speaks in like somewhat broken english yeah yeah so like he's, his design is like it's yeah down to the detail bro it's so nice his design was so sick he's the the type of dude who wears a jacket with no sleeves, he's <laughs> so he was go. so sick. Yeah, he was cool, and I think that was like really cool. I just like the world building is just people, it's yeah. just people.
regardless yeah. of like what, whatever the race there. It's just people. I thought that was super dope. Um, but I don't know. Have you seen Super Crooks yet? Have you watched it at all? I saw a TikTok about the first episode. Oh, first episode was wild. My pops actually has seen, I think, the first two episodes. He says it's pretty cool. I watched the first three. It's so good. Like, my biggest thing is, like, I'm a huge fan of, like, oh, you know what I mean? I'm a huge fan of, like, super. We're both big kind of superhero yeah. type stuff, right? Yeah. But I think the way in which it's done, like, with, like, shows like Super Crooks, shows like The Boys, shows like Invincible, right? Those three shows, like, how they their take on superheroes is way more interesting to me than watching like another Justice League show. And, I, and that's just that's just me though. Like, that's my opinion. Like, I would sure. much rather watch a show like that. And it's not because it's like, oh, the vil- it's focused on the villains, yada, yada, yada. It's just like a different take on superheroes. Like in Invincible, it's like superheroes are real, superheroes save the day, but you also have, like, it's also an interesting take on what if Superman was real life? Yeah. Like, like what, if, what if it's an accurate depiction of Superman? There's no fucking way Superman is not is, is coming down to earth and being like, I'm going to protect all human beings. Like, no, I'm the superior race. I'm just going to conquer everybody. Yeah. Like that's, that's a realistic version of Superman. I think that's like just, so having Omni-Man be that kind of character was so cool to me. And then seeing his son being a, with a, with Invincible being that, I thought that was really cool. Uh, and then the boys is just like a, what if all superheroes were dickheads basically. Yeah. And I think that's like a cool, and like, a cool thing because like freaking homelander is a nut homelander and omni-man are two of the more most well-written like antagonists i've seen oh hell yeah in superhero like type stuff uh i haven't i'm i have super crooks on my uh what do you call it q your your watch list basically but apparently Apparently the OP is fire and it's smooth. Oh the OP for Super Crooks is so dope. It's so dope. That's that's yeah. an important part, I think. I think I think when you're binging a show on Netflix and you can like just let the OP or the outro ride, I think that, that speaks a lot. I'm saying the precedent now. If you listen to this podcast and you skip OPs, do not listen to this podcast. Dude. <laughs> do not skip OPs. Don't, when I when I do first started watching Stardust Crusaders, I listened to the to the credits every single time every because it's single time. How can you skip Walk Like an Egyptian? How? Yeah, even the even the earlier ones, like even like the the what was it? Battle Tendencies had like the meme one. Battle like Tendencies, yeah. Battle Tendencies had the meme, and I used to listen to that one every time too. Freaking, I can't, oh my God, people are going to get so mad at me if I can't remember this part. It's either part four or part five. I think it's part five. Part five has fucking Jodeci as the ED. Yeah. Yeah, it does. And that shit is so dope. <laughs> that yeah. shit is so dope. Yeah, part five has Jodeci as the as the ED. The OP yeah. for part five is really good too. But man, like you yeah, don't, skip, part don't five. skip the OP. Please. Part five, golden, golden wind. I think that's the first time. That's the first part they introduce like more. Because usually it is a lot of Western music, 
but I think part five was the first time they introduced kind of more like R&B and like hip hop and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, kind of like with some of the stand names, like obviously they had to change the names of some of them when it came to like, like copyright issues. Yeah. Like with some of the stands, like you had to change slightly a little bit because the Japanese name for the stand is the legitimate band or like the, yeah. the song, you know what I'm saying? So you gotta, you had to change it for copyright issues. So like music is heavily ingrained into JoJo's. I think that's really dope. And then like mm -hmm. having those OPs and EDs that are like very popular songs. Like Walk Like an Egyptian is so dope. <laughs> oh my God. And if I, it, obviously, cause their, their whole thing is they're going to Egypt. So I, it just fits. Yeah, basically that's so dope. Four, yeah. five buff ass dudes. Talk. <laughs> Bruh. Muscle, bro. Absolute brick shit houses with stands. When I, when I first like, nigga, just use your hands for real. Like, <laughs> just, just start fighting. Like, why do you need to stand for? Just start fighting. When I first saw Stardust Crusaders, obviously, I knew it because of Twitter and you know the meme. Everything's a JoJo reference. But when I first saw it, and then it's like. Oh, Jotaro Kujo, 17 years old. I was like, what? <laughs> this nigga, nigga, you look 30. <laughs> I, I showed a picture of him to my pops, and I was like, can you guess how old this character is? And my dad's like, 35. <laughs> 35. <laughs> I was like, he's 17. <laughs> 35? That's funny. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's ridiculous. They're just like absolute tanks walking around. Just yeah, like, I'm, I'm stands. I'm hyped to start watching Stone Ocean. I, I really like how dramatic JoJo is. I just like how it's just like, I don't know. It could be like the most dumbest thing. And they're like, uh, a beetle? And it's like, right. they spend five minutes just like, oh my God. Yeah, it's hilarious. But I think, so having Jolene, Jolene is like a really dope uh, female character. Like I'm a big yeah, fan I, of like, I'm a big fan of like female lead characters that like are actually like super dope. So like Jolene is, is a big, uh, is a big like plus for me. She's super dope. And she really doesn't give a fuck about anything at all. And so I, th <laughs> I think it's like, I think like, and I'm not gonna tell too much about it because say too much about it because I know you still wanna watch it. So, yeah. but the stand battles that like you kind of encounter, I will say like when it comes to Starcrust, Starcrust Crusaders, Starcrust, Stardust Crusaders. <laughs> um, I can't talk today. It's ridiculous. Uh, those were just like, oh, here's a stand. Let me just punch the shit out of it so we can win, right? Yeah. There weren't too many encounters where you see like, oh, like uh, you have to find some kind of strategy to beat this. With except for like, there's a couple. I think like the car stand and like Iggy's battle was like more of like a mental type, like how to yeah. figure shit out type deal. But. And even like so like even like the the fight with with Dio at the end like Jordo just like suddenly figured out he could also stop time. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know so it didn't. It wasn't really like he had to figure it out how to beat him. He was like, oh, I can do this shit too. Bet. You know what I'm saying? So like you got uh, like Jolene actually, and Jolene and, and also Jordo too. Like have to like legitimately figure out how to um, like beat these stands. Like through like actual like figuring shit out like oh if, if I do this then this stand can't do this or if I were to do this then the stand has a trouble it's a tough time doing this it's more of like a mind game type deal I think like the the strategy behind stand battles in this one is super dope basically 
Yeah, and I also I love I love Jolene's design. I think like the blues and the greens they just pop out and I I like that she's not she's not like overly sexualized. She's like muscular. She's like badass. Little do you know. No, I'm playing. I will <laughs> I mean, I bet I'll just I'll just say I'll just say first episode is a little wild. I'm not even going to hold you. I I kind of expect it when watching anime, something sexual's bound to like show up. It's but still, it's not like like compare her to the first time you see uh Jotaro's mom. Or not the first time you see Jotaro's mom, but when Jotaro's mom gets sick and Abdul has to like take her shirt off and like her yeah. ass is like really big and it's like Yeah. They could have made Jolene look like that, you know? Yeah, they but they made but, it, yeah, I, I think her design looks good. Also, we, we they're paying respect to the all-time great Dolly Parton. Oh, with the joke, yeah, no, they they you, they say that line in there, and yeah. I was like, that's, that's super dope. They say that oh, line yeah. in there. Um, what else? Yeah, but so as far as um, I know, how we got the JoJo's through Super Crooks with the with the OPs and stuff, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but Super Crooks, like as far as that goes, like. Super dope uh, OP and like the, the OP is really dope. And then like the their take on superheroes being like a thing where uh, evil villainy, I guess, is like more of a corporation, if anything. And it's like I think yeah. that's that part's really dope. How like there's like a villain like society where like you go on heist, you get you get the heist, and it's not like oh I'm the notorious villain so and so. It's like I'm this villain and I work for this organization that I got to give up like a quarter of my earnings whenever I pull off some kind of thing. And you have like, <clears throat> you have like these, the superheroes are really cool too. And they're and some of their like designs and their, um, and their like abilities are really cool too. But I think I need to finish Super Crooks. I'm about three, two or three episodes in. So I need to make sure I like, I get through and like finish that. Cause it's wrapping up to be a really good show. I like the idea of the first episode. Like, he he finds out he has powers and then he's like oh i'm gonna be a superhero i'm gonna save people's lives and then he just keeps fucking up <laughs> he has he one keeps... tragedy and goes he has he has one tragedy and goes you know what this hero shit ain't for me dog yeah <laughs> he like grab, grab a bag grab a bag i'm gonna go rob a bank he did he did this whole for people who haven't seen it like i i guess i don't want to spoil the first episode because it's pretty cool he does something like kind of like bad like horrific and then he's like freaking out about it and he's like oh my god oh my god and then he finds out he can hack an atm and then he was like all right fuck it never mind i'm a bad guy now right <laughs> right like also not to spoil anything but those kids in that area okay how in the world do you not leave said area when yeah. you see some shit like that yeah, it was crazy shit. If I if I'm there, because I again I really don't want to spoil anything. If I'm there and I look up and see whatever that kid's doing, I'm getting out. No, definitely. I was like, no, when as soon as as soon as like he fell, I was like, oh, they're all dying. Oh, hundred <laughs> percent. And I really 100. just spoiled it. I feel really bad. Okay, <laughs> I'll guess I put like a huge. I put a huge spoiler warning in the beginning of this episode or something, but I, 
immediately, like when he started falling, I was like, oh, oh it's, no. It's a wrap. Like, immediately. <laughs> it's a wrap. It's a wrap. <laughs> it's a wrap. Oh, man. But, yeah. So, I th- so Netflix needs to just keep making animated shows, honestly. Yeah. But, you know, there's another show. I'll get... I'll probably bring it up on the next episode, but there's another show. It's based off like a, it's a show. It's based off a a animated a short animated like one off, that's also based on a webtoon. It's called Hellbound, and it's like it's it overtook Squid Game as the most popular show on Netflix. Oh shit! Oh, yeah. I've seen it on Twitter. It looks yes. fucking creepy. Yes, I've been reading the webtoon, and the webtoon is really good. So. Uh, the webtoon's like super dope. I don't want to really get into much of it right now. I'll probably, I could probably bring it up in the next episode. But I'll I'll watch a few episodes because I haven't seen yeah. it yet. Because I really like, I really enjoy, it. I really enjoy reading the webtoon, and then the I haven't taken a look at the show yet because there's only like, you know how webtoon with webtoon like they they paywall a lot of the episodes, which you know makes yeah. sense. It's not a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. They paywall some of the epi- some of the chapters, I guess. So I've only I've read maybe the first like five ish five or six I think give or take, yeah. And so like there's but but like back they have like maybe like twenty chapters backlogged that are just gonna keep dropping, but like only the first like five or six are out right now. And it's okay. from what I've read, it's like really really dope. So uh, that's the one I kind of want to revisit later. But um, going into like the next kind of thing, I really want to get into our music taste that we've kind of had over the past, you know, couple yeah. of weeks, what we've been, lo- been listening to, what we've been looking at. I do, I, I do want to make a like end of the year type um, episode for our music taste, maybe our yeah. anime taste as well, but definitely sure. our music, definitely our music taste because there's, there's a lot of music that came out and definitely a lot of stuff I, gr- I really want to talk about basically. Um, so two things I want to, two things I want to, I want to talk about, or three things really. One, uh, complex named Tyler the Creator's "Call If You Get Lost" album of the year, and I kind of yeah. have to, and I kind of have to agree. <laughs> yeah, kind of have to agree. Honestly, generally have to agree. Oh my god, it, it's such a. It's I think it's Tyler at his best. It's it's such a masterclass of like how to make a a semi concept album without. Without like the whole interludes of like telling a story, like it just fits so well. Everything leads into everything so so well. Even Lemonhead, which I would say it's its weakest song. Lemonhead, I I I would say the album is no skips, but I can say I've skipped Lemonhead a few times in my listens through. I will say that. Sure, same. T- me too. But like it, if you just want to like. I don't know, like lay down in bed and listen to the album or like, I don't know, play like an online video game and, and, and listen to the album. It it still fits. It it just the whole album flows together. Yeah, it's so good. And then um, you got yeah, it has somewhat of a concept like the idea of like, hey, like I'm all I'm basically out going everywhere, like I'm every which way, my lifestyle is like super fast and all that stuff. And you know, like the way life works. If you ever get lost, you know, hit me up. I'm out here. That's yeah. basically that's basically the message of it. If you get lost, you yeah. know, I'm out here. Just give me a call. So, 
I think that's super, like, it's a very basic concept, and he hits on it so well. And, like, I've, and I will say this. I'm not a NBA Youngboy fan, but if Tyler, the creator, ever made an NBA Youngboy, like, produced an NBA Youngboy album, mixtape, whatever, I'm never not listening to that song, that, that whole thing. Bro. Same thing with, same thing with Lil Wayne. So if, if, oh. if he made, if he made, like, an EP or something for... For NBA and for Youngboy, and if you made one for Lil Wayne, like that would be the top of my list, no matter what. Dude, when I was looking at the track list before the album came out, and it said featuring NBA Youngboy, I was like, "What on earth can this song be?" And, <laughs> then, you, and then you hear the H Town sample, and you're like, "Whoa, this is like smooth." And then fucking right. the beat stops. What is your name? What do you bring? I was like, "Whoa!" Bruh, I lost it. It was, bruh. Honestly, that's my favorite uh, Young Boy verse. Oh, <laughs> it's his. It's his best verse. It's ever. his best one. I yeah. Well, I mean, I can't really speak on that. I'm not a big Young Boy fan, so yeah, me neither. I don't, have, I don't have too much of his catalog in my phone, but uh, I will say that of all the Young Boy verses I've have heard before, that is definitely my favorite one. And it's too. It's honestly too short, to be honest. Yeah, too short. Um, I am also not a Young Boy fan, but for one split second in the year of 2021, Young Boy definitely was better. Young Boy, YB was definitely better. YB was <laughs> better. <laughs> uh, yeah, but like in the song with Lil Wayne, I think I said this to you. I was like, I at some point in time, I want to make a car chase scene to Hot Wind Blows. Oh my God, it'd be so. It's such a good. The instrumental just like when I was like when I was like listening to it, I'm like, man, like, could you imagine like like just like like a baby driver esque kind of music video to Hot Wind Blows? Yeah. That should be dope. That should be yeah. so dope. Uh baby driver type car chase with the same aesthetic of the whole album with like the pastel colors. It it just when it, when you first told me that, it like popped into my head just so perfectly. Right, it's like the way, like, yeah, just the way the beat kind of like hops along, and like the like the way it kind of goes, and Lil Wayne's versus, you know, phenomenal. So I think like, yeah, that's so good. And then I know you don't like Will Shire, but I'm a fan of the show, song Will Shire. I know it's eight minutes long, but it's still a great it's, song. It, it Will Shire is not a bad song. I I like it definitely. I like it better than Lemonhead. It's just a lot. What it differentiates from I thought you wanted to dance because that one it it's two songs basically. Mm-hmm. Wilshire, obviously I I like the writing and the story he tells. It's it's interesting. And I, again, if you're listening to the whole album, I will I won't skip it. But if I'm like driving to some place, if I'm like driving to my boy's house and my boy lives fifteen minutes away, I'm not gonna spend fifteen minutes eight <laughs> of the Wilshire. fifteen minutes on one song. Listen to Wilshire, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I feel that. Yeah, if I'm listening all the way through though, and I have somewhere to like, I'm just kind of driving along. Wilshire yeah. is definitely in my my. Like, it definitely getting hit, put in the rotation. But I, I love that song. Um, and then just the song with Uzi and Pharrell on it too. Like that one is very. No one talks about that that much. That song is so good. That song no bangs. That song is so fire. Like nobody, like people always talk about like what's your name, and they talk about like some other like a lot of other tracks on there. But uh, what's the name of the song? Oh God, I gotta look at it now. What's the name of that song? 
Oh my! Um, wow, I forgot it. That's bad. What are what are we? It is okay. So the people talk about like what's your name? They talk about lumberjack. It's juggernaut. Juggernaut is so dope. Juggernaut. Also, um, run it up with Tezo. <laughs> it's so. I, like I listened Tezo's to that today. Verse. I like I like Tezo's verse on it. Like, oh my god! His, or, I guess I guess uh, would you call it his verse or would just his his uh, ad libs to it? I guess. I'm running like a politician. <laughs> I'm running like the damn transmission. That's fire, by the way. Hell but, yeah. Uh, I, I, I like Tezo. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this, I definitely agree with that being album of the year, 100%. And I definitely, when we get into like our, I guess, albums of the year uh, later, I definitely will, that's definitely going to be in the list. Um, oh, definitely. Moving next one, I kind of want to make like a, an, uh, an album recommendation to the, to the listeners and or viewers, um, yeah. apparently by Dijon, D-I-J-O-N. Um, I think I said this to you earlier, or a little, like a while back, but basically it's like if Frank Ocean did some kind of rendition of a 1975 or a Laney type album. Basically. That's right, you did, you did tell me about this. So it's so, it's like a lot of the songs you can tell are like made in this big room with the mic just stand, sitting in the middle of the floor. So you have like the, you basically it's like, it's like a big room. The mic is kind of in the middle of the floor on a desk or something. And he's just kind of singing it. He's singing into the mic and there's like a bunch of like percussion and other instruments kind of around him while he's singing. For a lot of the song, for a lot of the songs in there, especially the very first one, uh, Big Mics. And then you get into more, a song that sounds kind of like a 1975 Laney song with uh, the dress. Like that song is so good. Um, and it's definitely, you could definitely tell it was like more recorded in the studio and it was mixed really well. So like you have that as like the key song in there and it just flows, it's definitely like a night drive type, romantic type song. And then you have like right, at, or not right after that, but a little bit, a couple songs later you have Rodeo Clown, which is basically like about like getting your heart broken. And he like legit cries on the track. <laughs> You can Holy tell, shit. like he legit cries on the ta- on the track. I think it's um, it's one of those things where he like I think he's like in the middle of him singing. You can hear his voice like creaking, and it's again, it's one of those song, those songs where he's yeah. like in the middle of the of the floor, of the middle of the room, just singing, yeah. and you can hear his voice like quiver and crack as he's like going through the song. And I think it's super dope. Um, so definitely check that out. It's definitely like a off kilter type R and B if you want to give it that, but. I think uh, it's definitely one I think people should check out. You got you got any Rex? Um, today I was delivering something for my boss, and it was a pretty long drive. I I decided to put my Apple uh, Rewind playlist or whatever the hell they call it for the year, and I was reminded of Healy's album that came out this year, Tungsten. Oh, yeah. That's a great I'll, album, actually. It came out in the beginning of the year, so I haven't listened to it in a minute, but I did listen to it for a while when it came out. And it's fucking good. I Like, yeah, so uh, that's my recommendation. Tungsten by Healy. It's just, I'm looking at the, at the track list now. Deep Cuts is so, so good. Nike's on, Second Wind, Part of Me, Cannonball, everything's fine. Back on the fence, it's just every song is is just like it's a vibe, and his whole yeah. 
his whole like idea he was like very much open up your third eye on this album <laughs> honestly i think he's like um very like introspective type deal yeah and like i think it's super cool like how a lot of his songs just much like with tyler's album all of them kind of flow together a lot mm -hmm. of them are just about like just like introspective thoughts about his own life other like how to like giving advice for other people thinking about their lives as well like Nike's on is such a I think his 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 lyrics like I'm not gonna put them on the same level as like other people so I hope people don't take this the wrong way but yeah. he definitely reminds me a lot of like early chance the rapper yeah. with his wordplay because there are just certain lines that, that like are just very clever he has very clever lines in his in his songs like with Nike's on it's like this the line why time not got his Nikes on running so fast you're gonna kill someone mm -hmm. and I remember like at first I was like oh I mean it's a cool line and then I you know you think about it like just how time just keeps going time runs and then like eventually you everybody everybody's going to like succumb to the passing of time I thought yeah. that was the dopest shit ever after <laughs> a couple of listens and I was like man like I know it like for maybe the listener like rolling his eyes probably I I, I can understand but to me that shit hit <laughs> so no yeah and I, I, I really like um, uh, on Second Wind when he says, uh, I feel my ego like Venom. This is my moment. This is momentum. And then he starts rapping in a deep voice in the as deep, if it was yeah. his ego. And it's very it's very clever songwriting. It's I like his songwriting not because like, oh, my God, it's bars after bars. Even though he does have bars, it's, it's relatable, I think. It, he's still... I think he's around our age, maybe a little older, and he's still, like, he talks a lot about, like, trying to hang on to, like, the old feeling of, like, hanging out with friends in a small town. Uh, granted, I live in fucking Miami, but I do live in the suburbs. So, like, you know, hanging out with friends in, like, a random park, in a random field, like, just hanging out. He's, like, trying to hold on to that. So it is very, um, uh relatable and i guess you can say angsty not really angsty a different uh, another word but it I does talk about being young yeah i think it's just like that kind of like holding on to the, like your youth type deal where he's like i yeah. don't want to let this go because if i let it go then i'm just like I'm, i don't like what i'm doing anymore i think because he has that kind of like i think that kind of like i think when i use the word childish here and it's been a good way that kind of like yeah. childish kind of way he goes about making music where he's just kind of like, I'm just going to like have all these really clever and silly lines, not silly, but clever lines that kind of just kind of go in with whatever I'm talking about. And it's like, just, I don't know. It's like, he's really good at just making you kind of feel that kind of youth, like really feel how he's feeling. I think that's super dope. So uh, I guess that's all the time that we have for today. Um, I really appreciate those who are listening. Uh, thank you for kind of spending this time with us. And uh, I thank y'all for giving us a chance. I really appreciate it. So um, real quick, I'll just to plug stuff. Uh, Twitter. My Twitter is, I couldn't fit Nostalgia Plus Ultra all in one thing on my at name. So it's Nost, N-O-S-T, Plus Ultra on Twitter. My name on Twitter is actually Nostalgia Plus Ultra. If you want to just search that, you can do that too. Uh, Zoe, you want to plug uh, yourself? My 
Uh, Twitter is at Andre Alonzo 17. Uh, right now, the name is Stone Zotion. Uh, yeah, that's kind of all I really want to plug. Just a Twitter. Yeah. Again, shout out to uh, Anime After Dark Clubhouse. Uh, again, super yeah. dope community. Super cool people. Um, uh, probably will put you guys down in the uh, <laughs> when I tweet this out, so a little bit more people see it. But um, if you are a part of that hashtag and you uh, have seen some of my tweets, I'd appreciate if you. Uh, followed us and kept it going and kind of like looked on be on the lookout for some new stuff um our goals at least my goal in general was to upload a video by the end of this year at least have my first video out and completed by the end of this year i'm still working on that i know like with my first semester of grad school literally just finished we'll finish next tuesday so by the time this comes out i have no clue when it's going to come out but at the time of recording my last grad school class of the semester is Tuesday. So it gives me a lot more time to work on videos and stuff. So be on the lookout for uh, some videos and stuff uh, for the both of us. We're going to have some cool stuff going. And uh, I appreciate you guys sitting and listening with us today. I appreciate it. Anything else? You oh, got? Yeah. Anything you guys though? Yeah. Like what Taylor said, uh, be on the lookout for also my first video on the channel. Uh, like he said earlier, and he's going to be more... Uh, the nostalgic anime kind of stuff i'm gonna be more at the nostalgic gaming side of stuff um yeah i'm excited to record it uh i think mine's gonna be a little more off the cuff that's i usually do better without a script so yeah i'm definitely heavily soon. scripted i can't i can't talk with the cuff i'm definitely heavily scripted with this but again appreciate appreciate y'all uh nostalgia ultra peace out peace